you will be aware that in the previous media briefing, I alluded to the fact that we did have certain challenges in the process of security clearance, clearance which is done by the state security agency. And I indicated then that this security state agency had not been able to meet our expectations and requests in terms of an expeditious processing of security clearance. I indicated at that time that I was going to be writing to the president to ask him to intervene because previously he had indicated to me that if there were challenges, I should approach him. I did write to the president, and um, that was at the beginning of August. I think the letter was dated 1st of August. That letter was delivered. Uh, at this stage, or as of Friday, Thursday, the report I got was that <coughs> there is not much that the state security agents had done in terms of expediting the uh, security clearance processes. Chief Justice Zonda also uh, says uh, that officials within the National Treasury have also not fully cooperated with the Commission. Sometimes there are challenges with regard to officials. We have had some delays also in um, the dealings of the Commission with the National Treasury uh, over the past few months. So much so that on two occasions, I've had to ask the Minister of Finance to intervene so that there could be progress. And on two occasions, on each occasion that I've asked the Minister of Finance, he has given the Commission full cooperation, he has been supportive, and he intervened successfully so that progress could be made. We have those challenges. We hope that uh, all concerned, including officials in various government departments, appreciate that uh, this commission needs full and proper cooperation for, from all of them. Indeed, the terms of reference of the commission, as well as the regulations, make it quite clear that government departments must give full cooperation to this commission. We are going to continue to do the best that we can, but it, it, I thought it was important to mention that uh, uh, for certain things, we really have to depend on other people. Zonda also noted uh, that he was disappointed with the lack of enthusiasm displayed by ordinary South Africans to give evidence in the commission. A few weeks ago, we issued a public notice where we invited the public, anyone who has information that is relevant to our investigation, who has evidence of allegations of state capture and corruption and fraud relating to the work that we are doing, having regard to the terms of reference, to come forward and give that information to the Commission. The response has not been what we were expecting. 
the response has been uh, quite disappointing. I would like to take this opportunity to once again ask the public to please, if they have information, to come forward. We are all, everybody wants this commission to finish this job as soon as possible. But obviously, if it is to do its job properly, it needs to have information. And we all know that there are many people out there and who have evidence and who know some of the things that were happening. But if they don't come forward, uh, that doesn't help this commission and that doesn't help this country. This commission is an opportunity for all of us in this country to play a role, to contribute to finding a solution to two very important issues to us as a nation. One, corruption. Two, state capture. And of course, for purposes of this commission, the two are linked. And uh, that was, of course, uh, the head of the Commission of Inquiry into State Capture, Deputy Chief Justice Raymond Zondo. Meanwhile, the head of the legal team in the commission, Advocate Paul Pretorius, says that they also intend on making submissions regarding how far back the commission should undertake its investigations. The public protector made certain findings but did not complete her investigation. That is now the task of this commission. But the terms of reference of the Commission have widened the scope of the investigation materially beyond that which the public protector dealt with. So, Mr Chairman, the question arises, what, broadly speaking, is the scope of our investigation? The first issue is how far back does this Commission go? More than one communication already made to the Commission raised the issue of the time period to be covered by the Commission. In particular, the question has arisen, how far back does this Commission go? That question has not yet been fully and finally answered by the Commission, and appropriately so. Uh, The Chair will obviously be asked by the legal team to consider submissions in this regard to the extent appropriate and when appropriate. Advocate Pretorius was also quick to note that they will assume no facts during the Commission. It's important for the legal team to state before you, Mr. Chair, that this investigation can assume no facts. Any findings that we will put before you will have to be based on evidence led before you, Mr. Chairman, and the scope of that evidence will be determined by the terms of reference. So where the Commission, Mr. Chair, is asked to interrogate an issue, the legal team will not presume a particular outcome. Witnesses that we call before you may have different, even contradictory versions in relation to a particular allegation of fact or set of facts. And it is our function as a legal team to operate objectively and to explore all material and relevant versions. But, Mr. Chair, as you said at perhaps it was the first public um, gathering which you addressed 
for the first time in February this year, you outlined three major issues that the Commission would interrogate. Broadly speaking and in summary, firstly, did state capture ever exist in South Africa in the period covered by our terms of reference? Secondly, does state capture still exist in South Africa? And if the answer to these questions is in the positive, how can state capture be eradicated through policies and measures put in place to ensure that it does not reoccur, or at least ensure that the risk of it recurring is minimized?